Good evening. Hope all of you are doing well. So nice to be in the same room again as all of you. Baruch Hashem. Um, the rest of this week will be normal through Shabbos. Uh, Sunday morning. Uh, thanks, Tex. Sunday morning we'll be uh, having Dafiomi after what chakras is doing? What do we have on Sundays? 7.45? So let's do it after the 7.45 chakras. And then Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday uh, are all going to be recordings. And then Shabbos should be normal. All right. Then we're back into the school year. Or just about. Close enough. So we're right now uh, really in the midst of a sugya. We're three lines into the wide lines on Lamed Tess and Bays. We'll be learning Daf Mem tonight, going to the very last word on Daf Mem. And we're right now in the middle of a sugya. We're just going to go up a few more lines, go two lines before the wide lines. The Gemara says, in regards to a case of Ones, Ela Ones, Bishlama Ihi, we understand that she, as a, the potential wife, can reject the husband because Ksiv, it says, and it needs to be Midaita. So she's allowed to reject the Me'anes. If a man violates a woman, he really should marry her, but she can turn him down. Ella, how do we know, how do we know that a father is allowed to reject the husband for his daughter? That's a We don't want him to do an Avera and then be the one who is a Niskar, that uh, the father is not allowed to divorce, the, to tell them not to get married, and he's still allowed to marry her after violating her. And Rava disagrees. Rava says there's a Kalvachomer. Rava said, Umam, uh, first long line, Umam ela al das aviha bilvad. So she she was uh, complicit. So in regards to the father, he the the person who was with his daughter violated the father's desires. And there, bein hi uvein In regards to the mafate, so both the daughter and husband can the daughter and father are able to reject the husband. So ones shavar al das ve'al das atzma lo kol All the more so there should be latitude. So this says the gemara is the machlokes abai Rava. Now we're starting where we are right now, three lines down. Rava. Why didn't Rava want a hold of the line of Chote Niskar? So he says, there was no Chote Niskar. It's not really Chote Niskar because he still has to pay a Knas. If he's still paying a Knas, even though he violated her, even though the, even though the father... Okay, so that's not called Chote Niskar. And Abai lo Amar ke Rava, why didn't Abai want to say like Rava? Because, says the Gemara, Mefate de ihu matzi me'akev, in regards to a mefate, where he is allowed to, to turn down the marriage, of yanami matzi me'akev, and the father also is allowed to, but ones de ihu lo matzi me'akev, but where the, the rapist himself, the violator, he's not allowed to turn down the marriage, of yanami lo matzi me'akev, Abaye says it seems to be dependent on the similar capacity and the roles of the violator and the father that they both whatever the violator can do the father can do so that's why they have an argument and the Gemara brings a new price so even though we said that if a man violates a woman he has to pay the knas right away when he leaves the marriage she has no time on him she doesn't get a ksuba because she already collected the knas Says the Gemara, what do you mean, Kishayotzi? Me, Matzi, Mapikla. We just were talking about this that a person who violates a woman is not allowed to divorce her. He's, ob- he's not allowed to turn her away. He's obligated to marry her. So, how can that be? So, says the Gemara, you're right, Ama. We need to change the language of the Brisa we just learned, Kshetetse. He, when she leaves the marriage, then then she doesn't collect a ksuba. The brisa continues five lines from the bottom. Mays, if the man dies, then yotza kesef 
kinasa biksubasa. He, uh, you, you get only one payment. You're going to get the knas and not the ksuba or the ksuba, not the, the, not the knas. That's the sheet of the Tanakhama in regards to the case of mace. However, if Yosib, Reb Yehuda, Omer, yesh la ksuba manas, she still does get a hundred. The maikim what are the Rabbanon, the, the Tanakhama, and Reb Yosib, Reb Yehuda arguing about? Rabbanon savre, taima mai takinu Rabbanon ksuba. What's the reason why we have a ksuba in the first place? So the Gemara reminds us of the famed principle, so that it's not simple for a husband to uh, to get rid of his wife. He has to go through a process of a get, and he has to make sure that he pays her an equivalent of Masayim Zeus. But this guy, he's not allowed to divorce her anyways. So therefore, uh, he says that... Uh, that ain't law Allah clue. However, Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Yehuda Savar, it's true that he's not allowed to divorce her. However, he could make her miserable enough that she would want to divorce him. Because it's kind of like a reality check, because he knows that he really could drive her crazy enough to say, like, I'm done with this. So therefore, we still have a concern about the ease of divorce. And therefore, we're matrichim to pay meazuz. Uh, we had said in our Mishnah, that a person who's ma'anis a woman, he drinks from his own cup. Basically, he, he painted his future. If he's going to be if he's going to be violating this woman, then the Torah requires him to marry her. Again, she can turn him down. Lachlok is about the father as to why the father can. But here, either way, a man himself, the violator himself, should be marrying this woman. So says the Gemara, Amar le Rava Miprazkia, le Ravashi, Michdi. When I look into this, I have the following question. We know that we learn from the world of Ones to the world of Mephate and from Mephate back to Ones in regards to the 50 and the Shkalim. Only one Pasuk speaks about 50 and the other Pasuk speaks about Shkalim, but we combine them to say that. So says the Gemara, if we really do make a comparison between uh, between Ones and Mefate, and we learn 50 from one and Shkalim from the other, then as we turn to the top of Memam and Aleph, which really is today's daf, then Lohamil Sanami, Ligmaru Mehadade. Maybe we should say that just like in regards to a person who's an Ones, that he's Shose Me'atzitzo, he has to drink from the cup that he's created. In other words, that an Ones, a Me'anes, has to marry the woman that he violated. Maybe we should say the same thing by a Mefate. So says the Gemara, Amar Kra, that's not true. We have a drasha, and when it says Yimharena lo, the word lo is that it has to be midaito and not midaito. So in other words, it has to be that he wants to actually marry her, and it can't be forced. Ketzad shose be'atzito, we said that how, how is it that a person has to marry uh, this woman, that the Ma'anes has to marry this woman, that even if she's mechuar, even if she's a mukashchin, if a man chooses to violate a woman, he's taking the responsibility to be with her. It's an unbelievable thing. I think in halachic terms, I, I can see the discomfort of the Ma'anes and the Ma'aneses needing to be married. However, the Torah is forcing a degree of responsibility here. You probably got that woman pregnant. You need to be a part of that family. I don't know if that's the Gemara Svara. It's like giving time with the crop, but there's something about Achrayas that seems to be seems to be woven in here. Now, our Mishnah had said that, yes, a person should be shosemeatzitzo. However, if you're related to the woman, right? So let's say a man violates a sister. So then you're not allowed to marry her. But why not? What happened to the principle of Asay dochelosasay? We have a mitzvah say that a ma'anes has to marry the woman that he violates. Okay? But why can't he marry a woman that he violates, even if that woman is asura to him? What happened to the principle of asedo chelosase? This is the Gemara's question, three lines down. Amar of Kahana, 
I brought this up in front of my Rebbe Rav Zvid, and I said, Why don't we have the ase of a me'anes needing to marry the me'aneses? Why doesn't that override the iser of whatever iser there is between the, 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 the violator and the woman he violated? So says the Gemara, Amar Li Rav Zvid responded, responded as follows. And this is really a qualification in the sugi of Asei Dochelos Asei. When do we have a trump card of an Asei overriding an Asei? Heicha Amrina Nesi Asei Asei. That's Kigon Mila Bitzaras, which is the classical example of an Asei being Dochelos Asei. Delo Efshar Lekiyuma Asei. There is no possible way to fulfill this mitzvah brismila without moving skin that possesses the tsaras. However, um, if this woman turns down the ma'anes and says, I don't want to marry you, then there is no mitzvah sase at all. So Ruzvid is teaching us a very important yisod in regards to asay dochelos asay. We only employ asay dochelos asay when there absolutely is no other option. But here, because we know that the woman who was violated can always say, I don't want to marry you, when she's mocheles, the assay of the me'anes marrying her is dissolved. And then we do not employ assay dochelos assay. Fascinating. That means that we never employed in this frame at all. And, and we have to then look back at all the other cases. Of course, Mila Bitsaras is always going to be the good one because what are you supposed to do? The foreskin has to be removed. Fine. So that was the Gemara's question and answer in regards to Asei Dochelos Asei. The new Mishnah quarter of the way down, Memo Medalev reads, Yesoma, if there's a woman who has no parents, Shenis Arsa Vishenis Garsha, she got in, uh, engaged and then she got divorced, seemingly didn't get married. Rebbe Lazar Omer, Ha'ones Chayev, if someone is Me'anes her, then Chayev, then there's going to be a Knaz, and if one is Mefate, one who seduces her, so then the Halacha is that they're going to be Pater. Amar Rabbi Barachan, Amar Rabbi Yochanan, Rebbe Lazar, Beshitas, Rebbe Akiva, Rabbo, Amra, to Amar Yesh la Knaz, Veknaz la Asma. Rabbi Lazar seems to be of the opinion of his Rebbe, Rebbe Akiva. Of course, after the uh, time that the twenty-four thousand Talmidim were all killed, there were a handful of Talmidim that rekindled the flame of Torah. And this uh, Rashi here details, of course, uh, a little bit of the history here. Um, where is that Rashi? I don't remember where I saw it. Uh, it's a little bit lower down. If you look down in Rashi, Dibramaskal Tuvina de Hakimi. So Rashi says uh, two lines into that Rashi, Rebbe Lazar who Rebbe Lazar ben Shamuah be Talmido shal Rabbi Akiva haya kedamrinu biyavamos be'abal yavimto. We learned there on Daf Samech Beid Samech Beis v'haya haolam shamim. The world was desolate from Torah after the death of the twenty-four thousand Talmidim of Rabbi Akiva. Achabar Rabbi Akiva etzal Rabosenu shebedarom u'shena alahem. And here who they here's the names: Rabbi Meir, Rabbi Huda, Rabbi Yosi, Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi Lazar ben Shamuah. So an important uh, time in history, of course, by the time of the second Churban. Fine. Let's go back to the beginning of the Gemara, Memamad Aleph. The Gemara says that really all of this is the, in the name of Rabbi Akiva, who holds the Amar Yeshla Knas. She does have a Knas, this Yesoma, and the Knasal Atma, and she collects the Knas herself. Says the Gemara Mimai, when Rabbi Barbarchana, in the name of Rabbi Yochanan, teaches us this idea that really Rabbi Lazar is holding like like Rabbi Akiva, where does he get this from? From our Mishnah. So says the Gemara. Look, 
I understand when it comes to a regular girl who has parents and we're not sure where the knas should go, we may default to the father because of the psukit. But a yasoma has no parents. So when Rabbi Akiva says that the money goes to the yasoma, yasoma pshita, but there's only one possible recipient. She doesn't have a father, she's a yasoma. She says, that's the Gemara's question halfway down, yasoma pshita. Says the Gemara, what do we learn from this case that is blaringly obvious? That obviously a Yosoma, obviously a Yosoma is going to be the one to get the Knast. There is no father. Ella says the Gemara, Hakamash Malan, Dinara, just a regular girl, Shanis Arsa Viniskarsha, Ki Yosoma. That once a girl gets engaged and then gets divorced, then she's halachically equivalent to a yasoma as it relates to the knas. My yasoma la'atzma, just like a yasoma who doesn't have a father, she'll be the recipient of the knas if she's violated. So too says the Gemara, af arsa Very, very powerful equivalence. And really what the Gemara is doing is it's drawing a line in the sand. When do we say that a, do- a daughter is no longer a part of her father's house? And the answer is nisarsa viniskarsha. Once she gets engaged and gets divorced, done. And really nisarsha more than anything. It's the gerushin that is a total cut because if she, uh, if she's nisares and her husband died, then she can still go back to her father's house and eat truma, as we've seen earlier in this masechta or in previous masechtas. Fine, says the Gemara halfway down. Amar of Zera, Amar Rabba Bar Shila, Amar of Hamnuna Saba, Amar of Ada Bar Ava, Amar Rab. So many Rabbanim. Halacha Rebelazar, we pass in that way. Kari Rab Alei de Rebelazar Tuvina de Chakimoyim. He is one of the good ones of the wise of the wise ones. Rashi here, the same Rashi we looked at before. I skipped over this part before because it wasn't the point of the Rashi at the time. Rashi says, Tuvina de Chakimi, Meushar He is the Meushar of them. The happiest, uh, the wealthiest of them. Uh, it's a little bit of a hard word to explain in this context, but it's a, it's a compliment to say the least. If Rabbi Akiva would say that about any one of us, I think we'd be pretty satisfied with where we're holding in our learning. But unfortunately, I don't think he would. The next Mishnah starts two-thirds of the way down. Ezehu Boshes. We spoke about the fact that if a woman is violated, that there's Boshes. How do we define Boshes? The Gemara responds, It depends who's embarrassing you, and it also depends on you who is embarrassed. Very cryptic Rashi here. Take a look at Rashi. This is a psychological Rashi. Rashi, Dibra Maskel. Hakol lefi ha-mevayish. Adam benoni ha-mevayish. Bushaso kashe. Me adam zolel u me adam chashuv. If the average person embarrasses you, his busha toward you is worse than a lowly person and worse than a chasha person. If the average consumer thinks lowly of you, that will hurt more than if the greats think lowly of you. I don't know what this means. I'm not sure. I didn't have time to look. I looked briefly on the page. I didn't say anything here. If anybody knows, please let me know. It sounds like if somebody's higher station than you, then you expect them to go down, and somebody's lower than you, what do you expect them down? They're like a low one. So you're saying you're, it's, it's your friends that hurt the most. I don't know. I, I, hear, I hear the svara. I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. But socially, I don't hear it because if, if my Rebbe is going to give me an insult, it's going to be the worst. I don't know. I, just, I don't know. I don't, maybe I'm, maybe you're looking at it the right way and I'm looking at it the wrong way. I don't know. I'm not sure. Yeah, no, it's a good throw. I I, I hear you loud and clear. And I'm, I'm, my brain couldn't even go there because I tried that in my head. But the second I was thinking about it, like if, if my Rebbe, if my father gave me a real crit- critique, it would be much harder than, I don't know. I just don't know. Maybe I'm just me. I don't know. You had a thought, Michael? 
that maybe that your Rebbe and your parents loved you through the Rishi. Yeah. Oh, you can accept the rebuke from a parent or a Rebbe, let's say. That's a beautiful svara. Because it hurts less because you know they have your best intentions in mind. The people who are, quote unquote, Zolel, the people who are beneath you, you don't care about. But the people who are your peers, you're like, not right. I hear you. Could be. It's like you're trying to impress your friends with this new person in your life or something like that. Yeah, I hear I hear you. I mean, one of you is probably right. <laughs> I don't know. I have to look into it. I have Likute Rashi. Is it the same thing? Well, it's the Dibra Maschel. It's a Kofi Amabayish. Adam Kal Shebiyesh Bushasum Aruba. No, it's probably Adam Kal relative to, it's probably only two categories in this Rashi, not three. Our Rashi has three categories. Okay, I don't know. I'm not sure. The Rashi threw me a little bit. Let's go back to the Mishnah. Pigam. How do we measure Pigam? A person is now lower in value. Roanosa. We look at this woman. We look at this woman as though as though had she been a Shifra who was being sold in the Shuk. How much would she have been as a Basula? And how much is she now as a Beula? And how do we measure Knas? That's Shavu B'choladam. That's a Pasuk in Chumash. That's the easy stuff. The Mishnah concludes with a broad statement, anything that the Torah has as a fixed number, is the same for everybody. Says the Gemara, Oh, are you nickeling and diming? Is 50 the total and Pigam and Boshes are included? Or is 50 the Knas and Boshes and Pigam are excluded? In learning terms, we'd say, is this Milagav or Milavar? Is this an internal is it is 50 the total number or is 50 the base of the knas? And then we add on top of that, let's say that each of them were 10, 10 slime apiece. And now we're up to 70. Okay, so how do we do the math? Says the Gemara, Omar Abzeira, Yomru Balbas Melachim Chamishim, Balbas Hediotos Chamishim. Do you think the busha of a princess who gets violated is the same of a peasant who gets violated? Absolutely not. So says the Gemara, not a good argument. Look at Rashi. What's the case of an Ebed? Ebed Shor, an Ebed who was killed, gored by an animal. There, the Torah gives us a fixed amount. Boshes is not a fixed amount. But here, in regards to the Ebed, it's the fixed amount. Remember the last line of our Mishnah, that anytime the Torah gives a, a kitzvah, then Shabbat B'chol Adam. So the cost of the Eved being gored doesn't change. So Yahachi, Kabe Eved Nami, who is gored, Yomru Eved Nokev Margolios. You have an Eved who's very, very talented. He knows how to drill a perfect hole in the center of a Margolios, in the center of a stone, of a gem, of a pearl. And he gets Shloshim. And Eved, turning to the top of the next page, Osem Maisem Machat, who does a simple tailoring stitch, he also gets Shloshim. Come on, like that. You see that these people are, are very different, but the Torah equates them the same way. So the Gemara responds to that. Good point. If two people were to violate this woman, one in a normal way and one in a, in a shalom kedarka, would the pegam be the same? The pegam is not the same. The pagam is different. One person was the person who brought her from a basula to a baula. The next person is not. 
So says the Gemara, Gabi Eved Nami, the same argument back again. Yomru Eved Barish Loshem, Eved Mukashchin Shloshem. They all have the same costs. So we're not, they're not relative costs, they're fixed costs. Says the Gemara, what you guys are comparing apples and oranges. How are you comparing a fixed cost of a katsub to Boshes? Boshes is not a fixed cost. So the Gemara says, That's what the Pasuk reads. The Pasuk, the Pasuk reads that if a person violates a woman, so his punishment is, He has to marry her. So what does the Gemara say? It's about the Ina. The Knas, the payment, is going to be for the Ina itself. That separately, the Ika Boshes, has separate costs. So he wants to say that the costs are milavar, that they're external costs. 50 is the base, and then we add Boshes and Pegam. Rava Amar. Amar Kra, the Pasuk reads, And if you are Medaik in the Pasuk, what's the Chamishim Kesef for? That he was Shochev with her, that he that he laid with her. The Hanav, the Tashmish Amita, for which he violated her, that's the Nun, that's the 50 Salim, that's the 50... That's the 50 uh, units of dollars, whatever the money is, that are separate costs. So it seems from the Gemara very clearly that the costs of Boshes and Pagam are external to the Knas cost of 50. Is that only if she's Basula? Well, the Boshes, the Boshes and the, pig, the Pagam would be because she's a Basula to a Baula. Yes, that's the, true. The Knas of the 50 the cannot, also? The Knas of the 50 is based on a, well, that's what the Pasuk says, that she's a Meorasan. The Pasuk reads, where did I just see this? Yeah. So the 50 is only in that case. That's what he said also. Okay, yeah, that's what the Gemara says. Anyways, that's how Abai Barava answered it. And then the Gemara says, maybe we should say, Maybe we should say that she gets the money, says the Gemara. She should get the uh, the boshes and the pigam, and maybe the kanas can go to the father. But maybe she should get the boshes and the pigam because they have to do with her, says the Gemara. Omar Kra, that's the Aleph Kuf, an uncommon uh, Roshi Tevos and Shas. We don't normally see this. The Aleph Kufs are not normally written out this way for Omar Kra. Omar Kra, binu ureha beisavia, kol shvach ureha leavia. Any, any prop proceeds that she makes goes to the, goes to the father when she's a Nara. Wait a minute, we already have a marimakum for this. How do we know that any proceeds that a daughter earns, they go to the father? Because the Pasuk reads, Just like a maidservant, all of her handiwork, all of her proceeds go to her master. So therefore, Lamali, what? Why do I need two psukim? I have the pasuk of Benu Savia, and I have the pasuk of Avichim Korisha So maybe we should have said Tepuklei. We should have learned the din Savia. Why do we need two psukim teaching the same thing? Both of them are teaching me that the shifcha slash the daughter that their proceeds go to either the rav and or the father respectively. Ella says the Gemara Hahi, the initial pasuk that we learned about Benu Savia where we tried to show that that's where we learn from, that the money goes to the father, really, that Pasuk is talking about that a father is allowed to be mefer neder to undo one of the verbal commitments that his daughter made. Says the Gemara, great. Why can't we learn from there? Just like a father is able to do all the more so he's able to take her proceeds, says the Gemara, you've reached the limit of extrapolating from one thing to another. Mamona me isura lo yalfinan. 
This is a very, very important Shas concept. It's oil and water. You are not able to extract a halacha about mamon from isurim. So there's mamon and there's iser beheter. There's and mishpat, right? Iser beheter. If I could make a diuk from a case in Yoridea about kashros and a case in Ebeno Ezer about Tash but mamona me isura lo yalfinan. Even though it's true, your logic may be your own logic as a human logic. Yeah, if a father can be mefer neder, she says, I make a neder. He says, no, your neder doesn't count. Of course, he gets her proceeds. Obviously, if he has that much of a reach over her life, of course, he should get her proceeds. At least it's implied that way. Says the Torah, no, you're not allowed to make such an extrapolation. Mamona me isura lo yalfina. Says the Gemara, fine, I hear you. All right, I can't learn from, uh, from mama. Then says the Gemara, what about the knas itself? Can I learn from the knas itself that therefore the boshes and the pigam, that all of the monies go to the father? Because the Torah says that the knas goes to the father. Says the Gemara, another dropped gavel? No. Now, mamon and knas are the same genre. They're both about monies. However, and this is fantastically amazing, the deciphering here, the types of monies that are being collected in this violation are not the same kinds of monies. The knas is its own kind of money, and mamon is different. The knas is the Torah's slap on the wrist for what this man did, and it's a big punishment. It's not 50 shekel of today's, it's, uh, it's much more than that in, in today's dollars. So that's different than the boshes and the pigam. Hmm. Boshes and pigam, that's not a knas. That's you owe me money because you hurt me. And that's different than knas. So these distinctions are huge when we're talking, we have to remember these as we go through shas because when we're trying to ask our own questions, oh, why didn't I learn it from, because mamona mi knasa lo amrinan or lo yalfinan and mamona mi isura lo yalfinan. So these are just a very important club. Ella says the Gemara as we get to the next two dots, two thirds or one third of the way down a little bit more. That really the money goes to the father. After all, why is it that the monies that the father gets, why do we know that it's his, even the boshes and even the pagam? Because the father could literally marry off his daughter to anyone he wants. She could be, the man could be a manuval, the man could be a mukashchin, and all he can see, he has an ayin tova. He sees boils all over the person, he sees his neshama. What a geval the katsadik. I'm going to have my daughter marry this guy. So as a child, the daughter has no say in the matter. So therefore, it's obvious that at that point, that the, she has a nara, that all of the monies would then go to the father. Pick on. Sorry, does she have the say because she's young? Yes. She have the because she's violent? Because she, no, because she's young. No, the point over here is not, not about the violation. This, that we're extracting from another halacha, uh-huh. which is that a father is able to marry off his daughter when she's a young child, not as an adult. As an adult, she has to she has to approve. All right, how do how do we measure pigam? We had said in our Mishnah, How do we establish this? How do we measure? So it says, well, uh, there's a marketplace for this because this this woman on the block she costs X. She's a basula. This woman on the block, she costs Y, uh, or X minus one, X minus 10, because she's a be'ula. So that's like more, who cares? The woman cleaning her house, there's enough can mean if she's a be'ula or a be'ula. If she's, well, if she's doing laundry and washing dishes and cleaning, nobody cares. doesn't matter. It doesn't change the efficacy of what she's doing. Shivcha be'ula l'sham, shom, my nafka le'minah, who cares? It's a difference. Says the Gemara, 
<coughs> Obviously, there is a difference. Ella says the Gemara halfway down, getting to the next Mishnah. Bein shifcha, um, bein shifcha beula says, no, I'm buying this shifcha so that I can give this shifcha to my Eved and they're going to have babies and I get the babies. And they're all also my, my Avadim and Shvachos. Says the Gemara, but still, who cares? If she can conceive, she can conceive. If she can't, she can't. If the reason why you're buying this shifcha is because you want to have grand babies that belong to you as Avadim and Shvachos, who cares if she's a Basul or Baula to the Eved? What is, what's the difference? You care about him? The Eved? So says the Gemara, in this case, yes. It's an Eved that you feel very close to, and it's considered a Darga, it's considered a bit of a Maila to buy a, a Shifcha who's a Besula versus a Beula, because you care a lot about your Eved, and you want to make sure that this is a, this is a perk, that she's a Besula. So that's how we are. Our, we do our shaymin on That's how we measure a Pagan, is we say, if I were, it's theoretical, if I were to buy this shifcha for my eved, what would be the cost difference of this woman, basula versus baula, and the deduction between the two? Let's I'm making up numbers. Let's say it's 100 basula, 75 baula. So 25 is the added payment to the 50. 50 is knas. We measure pigam in reduction of cost between basula and baula. In my sampling, it was 25. And uh, the other one we didn't really measure, but that would be. Um, that would be boshes. Again, the Gemara doesn't really say how to measure that. I don't know how to measure the boshes, but that's that's what, what some of the payments are. That brings us to another Mishnah, a Mishnah that we actually got to see about um, 11 blot ago. Uh, yeah, 11 blot ago. And that is as follows. excuse me. I'm already mixing up the sheet. I haven't even started the Mishnah yet. In any scenario where a woman, where a girl is in theory allowed to be sold as a shivcha, ein knas. And it's going to be converse for him. But if there is a knas, then there's no mecher. And then the Mishnah continues detailing this shita. If she's a katana, she can be sold, but she doesn't have a knas. Nara, if she's a little bit older, remember the katana is young, up to 12. Nara from 12 until 12 and 6 months, yesh la knas ve'en la mecher. Habogeres ein la lo mecher ve'lo knas. Now all of this, says the Gemara, as we look at the next part of the Gemara, Amr of Yehuda Marab, Zodiri Rav Meir. This Mishnah is really not complete. Oh, that's only the Shita of Rav Meir. That's not everybody. And says the Gemara, two-thirds of the way down, Chachamim Omrim, the Yeshla Knas b'mako Mecher. Rav Meir seemed to have had an inverse relationship between Mecher and Knas for, uh, for a Ketana and for a Nara. However, it was not the case for the Chachamim. Ditanya, the Brysa writes, if you have a girl from uh, from the day she's born until she's maybe that, she, that we have the inverse relationship, we can expect this to be Rav Meir like our Mishnah. From the time that she has two pubic hairs until the time that she becomes 12 years and six months, we see again the same inverse relationship, and that is as we expected. D.B. Reb Meir reflecting our Mishnah perfectly. Our Mishnah showed that when it came to uh, a katana and a naira, that Reb Meir was of the opinion that the relationship between mecher, her capacity to be sold, and knas, her, her capacity to receive a knas, they're always inverse. If one was yes, the other was no. Shahaya Reb Meir Omer Kol Makom Shiesh Mecher Ein Knas, Kol Makom Shiesh Knas Ein Mecher. However, says the Gemara. 
וחכמים אומרים, קטנה מבאס גימל שנו ויום אחד ועד שיסבגר, וחכמים סדד דקטנה, from three years and one day until, until בגרס, יש לה קנס. She does have a קנס. So ask the Gemara, well, you're missing some information. We don't know what the Chachamim say about, about Mecher. We know she has a Knas. Says the Gemara, Knas in Mecher, lo? No, Ema af Knas b'makom Mecher. So there we see that the Chachamim break the rules of Rav Meir. They only argue under certain circumstances because from age zero to age three, they agree. From age three to, uh, to Nairus to age 12, let's say 11 years, 354 days, 353 days. Then they would, that, that's where they argue. And the Chachamim say, wherever there's Mecher, there's Knas, wherever there's Knas, there's Mecher. They don't have an inverse relationship. Why is it that Rav Meir is of the opinion that there is an inverse relationship? So it says the Gemara, again, Omar uh, Kra. Below Isha, it should be to the woman. What does this mean? It has to be of age where a woman is able to get married by herself on her own and not as a katana, at least to be able to accept Kedushan. What's the reason for the Rabbanan to argue? Now, this Nara, it's written with a hay in the Gemara, but it's referencing Nara in the Psukim where it's read as Nara. But there's actually no hay in the Pasuk and Chumash. Take a look at the Pesukim on the side if you have them. And that, Afiluk Tana B'mashma. Now, this drush of Reish Lakish, Shama Rav Papa B'reder Rav Chanan Mibay Keluchis. Rav Papa, the son of Rav Chanan from the city of Keluchis, or from the base Medrash of Keluchis, heard this. Ozal, Amra Kameh Rav Simi Barashi. And he went to Rav Simi Barashi to talk to him about this. Amar Lei, Atun Ahomas Nisula. This is where you learned it from. Anon, but we, Anna, Ahomas Nisanla, we learned Masninanla, we learned this on a different Mishnah. How, what was Reish Lakish talking about? Instead of his previous version, he was uh, taught over here, Amar Reish Lakish, Hamosi Shemra Laktana Pater, that if a man is Mosi Shemra Anaktana, then he doesn't have to pay the Knas of the Torah of however many slime he has to pay. Shinemar Vanasnu Laavianara, Nara. Male The Torah was talking about a proper, uh, a proper uh, nara. What well, not a katana? A, a nara who's between three and twelve. Says the Gemara. Maski barava. He asks a question five lines from the bottom. Tikasav rachmana. Uh, he says taima tikasav rachmana nara. In regards to the nara, who we said that she is uh, going to be chayeves. In, that she'll have, be able to get paid. That's because it says, I might have thought that even a katana, how can you say that? We have a diuk that's impossible. If we have a diuk that implies that if it says the word nara without a hey, that it includes a katana, Akhtana is not a baskilahi. So this Pasuk is talking about a case that if it became clear that this woman had no basulim, meaning that she actually did sleep with someone after she was engaged and she gets skila. But Akhtana is not a baskila. So it can't be that nara without the hay means what we think it means. So it says the Gemara, Elakan nara, nar, afilu It really depends. You have to look at each Pasuk and look at the context of each Pasuk. And when it says nara in full, it can mean a, um, a nara proper. And when it says nara without, it could even mean uh, a katana b'mashma, could even mean a child. That's shitas reish lakish. We're going to stop right here. Mirza Hashem will pick up tomorrow with Daf Mem Aleph. Wishing you all a beautiful night.
Yeah. 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 Yeah.